When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome to the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind and Allstate. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into a Saturday edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast. We had two Sooners go on day two of the draft. We're going to hear from one of them, Creed Humphrey, coming up here in just a bit. Baseball dominated game one of the Bedlam series. You'll hear Toby's post-game interview with Skip Johnson coming up here in just a bit. I had a chance to go one-on-one with Sooner standout Kinsey Hansen as OU softball is on a bye week. And, oh, yeah, chatted with Lincoln Riley. We'll go in-depth with the head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners coming up on the latest edition, a Saturday edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast. So let's get after it. Big news as we sit here, rounds two and three have just wrapped up of the NFL draft. Uh, Creed Humphrey ends up going in the second round. He lands in a great spot, 63rd overall in the second round of the Kansas City Chiefs. And as soon as Creed went off the board, Jessica Cootie caught up with the Sooner product. Well, Creed Humphrey, you are a Kansas City Chief. I mean, so many people dream about this day. It never comes. But for you, a a dream come true tonight. How did it feel when your name came across that screen? It was such a sigh of relief. And, uh, you know, I was just so excited. You know, I get to go to such a great organization, um, be a part of another winning culture, just like I was at OU. So, uh, you know, I couldn't have asked for anything more. I'm, I'm just so excited to get up there and start working. Yeah, from one of the best offenses in college football to one of the best offenses in the NFL, how do you feel like, you know, your time at Oklahoma playing in that system will prepare you to go up there and be able to make an impact for the Chiefs? Yeah, you know, I think it'll help a ton. Uh, I know you, we did so many different things schematically. So, you know, I'm comfortable with anything that, you know, I was going to get into in the league. So I'm, you know, I'm super excited. They have the 
you know, such a great offense. And uh, I can't wait to uh, help them out in any way I can. And joining another fellow O-line, you, brother, Orlando Brown, just uh, signing with the Chiefs as well. How exciting is that to get to join a couple Sooners up there? Yeah, you know, I'm pumped. Uh, you know, I actually FaceTimed Orlando uh, just a little bit ago and I talked to him. You know, I'm, I'm so excited uh, get to get back uh, and work with him again. You know, uh, he's one of the best in the business, so I can't wait to just get up there and start working with him. You obviously protected some great quarterbacks as well. Patrick Mahomes, when he saw the pick, put out a, a bunch of smiley face emojis. I know he's happy to get another guy that's going to protect him. How excited are you to protect an MVP winning quarterback in Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, I've had a pretty good track record with quarterbacks throughout my career. <laughs> and now I get to play for uh, play with Patrick Mahomes. You know, I'm, I'm so excited. He's such a superstar, uh, such a talented player, such a great leader for the organization. And, uh, you know, I just can't wait to get up there and start working with him. You know, I'm, I'm really excited about that. You know, the cool thing is that Kansas City is so close. So how also how exciting is it to you that you get to be so close, not only to your family, but to Sooner Nation? They're going to get to come up there and hopefully watch you play some games as well. Yeah, I'm definitely excited, and so is my family. Uh, as soon as they picked me, uh, everybody was looking up, you know, how far the drive is from Shawnee to Kansas City, trying to figure it out. And, uh, you know, they're pumped. And uh, just being able to be uh, still close to home, uh, still close to Norman, you know, I'm so excited about it. Uh, you know, yeah, I couldn't really ask for anything more. Last thing for you, kid, what would you say to Sooner Nation, to your coaches here at OU, just as this moment has kind of officially – it's been a long – time coming for you and I know a long wait but here it is it's finally happening what message would you say to the fans that have followed you and then to the coaches that have helped you get here yeah you know I would just say thank you guys so much uh thank you so much for uh, the past four years uh it meant so much to be able to play for uh the University of Oklahoma it was a dream of mine growing up and uh to go up there and you know have an impact and Help, help the university win games, win conference championships. It was just such a big deal for me. And I just want to thank Sooner Nation and, uh, and the coaches from the bottom of my heart and my teammates. You know, they made my, they made, uh, my experience there so great. Congratulations, Creed. So happy for you. I can't wait to see you do big things in the league. Thank you so much. And then Ronnie Perkins, day two, third round. I thought Ronnie went a little bit later than I expected, but – uh, again, a guy that lands in a great spot, 96th overall. He was the 33rd pick in the, in the third round, and he went to the New England Patriots. You know, Teddy Lehman had talked about, you know, maybe Ronnie being able to use be used like New England has used Dante Hightower. And Hightower had opted out last year. He's back this year. So maybe it's a situation where for a season, Ronnie can kind of learn, be mentored by a uh, Dante Hightower and have a stellar career with the New England Patriots. I'm here for it. I think it's awesome. I think both guys landed in a great spot. Creed on his way to Kansas City. Ronnie on his way to New England. We'll sit today and wait and see what happens with Trey Brown, Ramondre Stevenson, Adrian Ely, and, of course, Trey Norwood. Hey, don't forget, next week, Toby and I, not only on the game plan, but also we're going to have a very special draft recap show to look back on the landing spot of all six Sooners who are eligible for the NFL draft. Speaking of football, while we're at it, I had a chance to catch up with Lincoln Riley, the head football coach at the University of Oklahoma. This was pre-draft. Coach and I talked on Thursday, and our whole focus was recapping the spring. Coach, first and foremost, we'll get into the spring game, but just spring in general to have it back. How do you feel about the way this team approached it and attacked the spring? I think the team really appreciated it. You know, so many of these guys 
had it taken away from them. And uh, it, it, just to be able to go out there and work, compete together, I, I think a lot of our guys, and we made the point to really lay it out for them. I mean, last year was time lost, you know, and for every player, there's there's only so many snaps out there. You know, we said it before the game, this isn't this isn't golf, you know, this isn't basketball where you can go in there and play by yourself. I mean, this it's you have to have a lot of things in place to be able to really practice this game, and so you only get that many shots. And uh, so I thought the team took advantage of it. It was very competitive, very back and forth. Um, a lot of young players have stepped up and got a lot better, and I think primed us for a, for a good summer. Saturday was fun with the spring game, but you got to settle the debate. Did Jaden Hazelwood come down with the ball, or was it DJ Graham that picked it off? Because Graham took to Twitter saying it was his ball. What'd you see, Coach? Yeah. Uh, I think it was, it was Mario, uh, but oh, I think, Mario, yeah, I think Mario, I think Mario did have it at the end. I think DJ had it first when they were in the air, and then Mario grabbed it as they were coming down. And by the time they came down, they both had a piece of it. But <laughs> and that and that defensive coaches don't like it, but then that roll of tie, tie goes to the offensive player. That's awesome. Speaking of the defense, when you decided to bring Speed D to Norman and hire Alex Grinch, is this? progression defensively where you wanted and expected at this point? I would say so. I, I, I felt like we would get better and have a chance to get better quickly. And then with that would lead to, you know, a higher level recruiting, you know, deeper rosters, more competition, more t overall talent level. And I think all of those things have happened. And uh, I think it certainly started with our, with our front seven. There's no question about that. And, and, you know, get, you know, Creating one of the best front sevens in college football was a was a goal from the beginning, and um, you know we, we've made some great progress in that area. And, and uh, I'm also excited to see the competition at defensive back. I think everybody can see the the athleticism, the length uh, that we have on that back end. So I think it's uh, certainly defense this year that has a chance to be very successful on all three levels. I think the guy that caught a lot of our eyes was Billy Bowman, seeing him in that nickel position. How fun have those battles between he and Marvin Mims been in practice? Because we saw it on Saturday, and it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, those guys went at it. You know, Billy's, you know, had to cover some, has had to cover some tough guys in the slot. Marvin, you know, Drake Stoops, Darby, kind of all those guys. And, and Billy's done a great job. You know, he's uh, he's taken some freshman lumps like all of them do. Uh, but he's, he's kind of battles back each day. He, he seems to get a little bit more – Confident, uh, certainly in his technique and what we're doing. And, and with that, you see a, a guy who's just naturally a very, very good player starting to take shape. I think sometimes as fans, we get caught up in the new and we lose sight of the established. And I'm bringing up the play of DeLaren Turner, yell, who looked like a different guy physically, Coach. Where have you seen him take that next step since the end of the season? Yeah, kind of where you said, you know, I think we really emphasize uh, the weight room for him and, and not that he hasn't done very well in the past there he has but we thought there was another level physically that he could go and and then also just his presence as a leader uh as a guy who's been in a lot of these battles who's now you know had two full seasons in this system i mean he's he's primed for a great year and, and i think more importantly for us primed to be one of our one of our top leaders shifting to the offensive side obviously you're replacing an established guy in creed humphrey that we hope goes in the first round on thursday night but that's a fun competition at the center position, and good to see a youngster. Andrew Rame looks like he's very confident out there. Yeah, it is. It is. I think Chris Murray did a really good job there this spring. You know, we repped Andrew a little bit at the um, at the at the end of spring. Um, you know, Robert Conzel's done some nice things there. Nate Anderson, Ian McIver. So you know, rarely have we ever had five guys. You know that that 
can do it. And so that's that's good because it's created competition. And several of those players have the ability to play other positions as well. Yeah. Um, and speaking of that, numbers. You know, I've covered Diamond Sports, and Coach Gasso has a huge roster this year. Skip's got a big roster. Lincoln, have, has those numbers affected you with guys that can stick around, and are you maybe a little bit deeper than you typically are as far as the roster is concerned? Yeah, we are. We had we had a couple of these guys that they're classifying as super seniors that, that um, you know, fortunately for us, decided they wanted to play one more year at Oklahoma. And, uh, you know, that's it's been great to have those guys. I mean, without a doubt, you know, the depth that creates a competition and, and, and then just a roster full of guys that have played – uh, and made plays in a lot of very big games. And so um, it has. And, and we honestly, we had quite a few guys miss time this spring, nothing too crazy serious, but it allowed us to continue to be able to get the reps. We're in a normal spring with a normal roster. We probably would have had to cut back quite a bit. Wow. Um, the wide receiver position in general, you, in, in a roundabout way, Coach, I, I think you mentioned how you challenged that group whenever you were heading into the spring. Did you see it as a whole respond the way you would want it to? Yeah, I think we're I think we're pushing to get better. Um, you know, it's a lot different looking room right now. I mean, there's you know four to five scholarship receivers that in January we thought we might have here that that aren't with us anymore. And so, um, you know, with that, it's created a lot of opportunities for some of these incoming guys or guys that were you know not available last year. And so that's uh, it, it's got a new look to it in a lot of ways. Um, I think the guys are, are working hard in the direction that we want them to go. I think there's um, a lot to build on, but a lot of work to do. One more personnel question, and then we'll talk about the team in general. But, I mean, all eyes on Spencer Rattler, and then, of course, for last Saturday, all eyes on Caleb Williams. You feel good about Spencer's maturation and where you see Caleb right now? Yeah, I think both those guys have done well. You know, they're at different points in their career. Uh, you know, Spencer, I think, is, um, you know, we're, we're really pushing him in some key areas, you know, physically, mentally, uh, kind of all of the above that we feel like he can really take steps. And I, I think he's done that in a lot of ways. Um, you know, as a, like a much more confident and a much more polished player than he was right now at any time last year. Uh, Caleb's handled, you know, all that's been new for him very well and learning our system. And I thought had some of his best work there towards the end and, and in the uh, spring game. So it's a, uh, it's a fun group to work with, you know, some, some fun abilities and skill sets to, to coach. Well, I like Micah Bowens too. I thought he looked yeah. good. He's yeah. fun. He's fun. He is. No, he is. There's, there's uh, it's an interesting room. It is. Well, uh, you know, I like the skill sets. It'll be fun to see how it all shakes out. So what's next? What's the next step for this team? Obviously the summer looms, summer workouts, but do you get the same amount of time with him? Is this where we really put our focus on Benny and that strength staff? Yeah, Benny and his staff will get a lot of time with them. You know, they'll they'll finish up finals here mid-May and have a little bit of downtime. This is this is typically their biggest break of the year um, as far as not being in Norman and some time with their families. And then we'll get them back here in early June and, and we'll, we'll crank it out for two months and then uh, jump into August. Uh, and then finally, just for you personally, Lincoln, um, off the season and – and new members of the staff and Joe John Finley. But how do you feel overall personally about where this team is coming out of spring and now getting ready for the summer into the fall? Oh, we have potential. We do. I mean, I think we're, I think we're capable of, of um, being a good football team and a good, or just a, a good group overall. I really feel that. But there's just so much, you know, to be, to be said for all the work that's got to be done. Oh. And there's just – and so I think this, what happened in the spring – uh, we identified a lot of areas that we got to get a lot better, but we got to coach a lot better, just all of us. But at the same time, we identified that 
you know, this team does have the capabilities to do some really good things, and so it'll give us something to, to charge forward. Hey, and, and I didn't want this interview to end without just kudos to your athletic training staff, the team doctors, Lincoln. I mean, the, the paths that were traversed last year were so challenging. The players following protocol, that, that was a pretty special team effort, wasn't it? They did. I mean, they made it possible. I mean, in, in a large part, that, that championship trophy and those rings that, that the team, you know, was able to receive last week, that – those are in a large part due to just being able to to push through and people sacrificing, people kind of going above and beyond kind of the, the line of duty and their job descriptions. Everybody had to, to ante up, and, and a lot of people in this program did in a big way. Thanks a lot, Coach. Enjoy the summer. Will do. Thanks, Chris. Can't help but get fired up for what's on tap for Sooner football in 2021. Uh, it's going to be an exciting year. It's one of those off-seasons where, yeah, you enjoy your summer, you immerse yourself in summer activities, but – Really excited for the start of this football season and September to get here soon. All right, it is mayhem. As as we tape this, the calendar has officially shifted to May. We've we've If anyone still even has paper calendars anymore, we've flipped from April to May. It is mayhem. What does that mean? Well, it's college softball's version of March Madness. Oklahoma was listed as one of the potential regional sites uh, they are they are having predetermined regional sites. We talked about this a little bit on Tuesday's podcast. It's kind of interesting, though, when, when you look at the predetermined regionals and super regionals, there's really not a top 20 team that was left out. Regardless, Oklahoma's in that mix, uh, and they're taking a bye week. They're getting a breather before they uh, wind up with a wild schedule. will be at Wichita on Tuesday and then have a huge series against Oklahoma State. I sat down with Kinsey Hansen, the standout slugger for the Sooners, to talk about an, uh, an amazing season for this Oklahoma Sooners softball team, ranked number one in the country. She is Kinsey Hansen, and she is off to a f- – I, I, it's not even off to a start. I keep saying that, Kinsey, because isn't it amazing how, how at times I'm sure for you this season has seemed so long, but I feel like the regular season – and has flown by. What's it been like for you guys? Oh, absolutely. Well, especially after last year, we only got to March 13th, I'm pretty sure. But this year, it just feels like it's flown by so fast. And I was just talking to my roommates. We're about to be juniors next year. And I'm like, holy smokes. <laughs> this, we're about to go into postseason, and we've never played postseason before. It's just gone by faster, oh faster than a blink of an eye, really. I haven't thought about that. Because last, yeah. last year was technically your your – um, what first full season as a freshman mm-hmm. uh, and then things got shut down after 24 games I feel like every time I get a chance to talk to you I, I you guys I gotta ask this but what was that like for you because you were on fire um, you were hitting 413 when the season shut down I think you were tied for the team lead with 26 RBIs second on the team excuse me but w- when when things are shut down here you are a true freshman first collegiate experience and you're told to go home what was what was that like <laughs> It was a little bit heartbreaking, actually. Um, you know, I've been commit. I was committed for so many years, and just waiting and waiting, and you know, all the pent up excitement. And then you get that you get to your first season, and I was doing well, and the team was doing well, and we were. It was just I was having so much fun. And then we sat in the classroom one day, and coach was like, "You guys got to go home. We don't know what what's going to happen with all this COVID stuff." And I, it could just broke my heart a little bit, actually. <laughs> Did so in that instance? Did you just go back home to Norco, or did you did you stay around? What was the plan for you when that happened? Um, my parents wanted me home just because they didn't really know this what how serious the whole COVID thing was. Like they didn't want us to get locked down out here and me not be with them. So I went home, and 
for about a month and then came back to unpack the dorms and then I eventually went back home again. You know, I, I haven't really had it. I met your grandpa a couple of weeks ago. He's aw- <laughs> oh, yeah. he, he is awesome. All right. I mean, this dude, <laughs> yeah. he, he doesn't look like that he should be a grandfather. He looked like he could probably be out there playing ball. But we, I always like to talk about family and kind of better understanding it. I know you come from a very athletic family. Uh, you had an aunt that played college basketball. I think what your uncle played college football. I mean, what mm-hmm. what, what what has family meant to you and has that athletic kind of side always been there with the with Hansons Mm -hmm. um well my family is one of the greatest support systems that I could ever ask for they've always had my back and supported me through everything but um on my mom's side my mom played soccer as well when she was younger until she had an ankle injury so she's very athletic I unfortunately didn't really get the fast side (laughs) from her but um my dad played high school baseball and football. My uncle played um, college football and then got um, drafted later. My aunt almost went to the WNBA. So I got my size from them, which really worked out well for me. So that was great. For you last year, you played a lot of first. And now mm-hmm. this year we're seeing you and Lindsay quite a bit behind the plate. You've DP'd some. You've played first some. What is it like for you to be back behind the plate? And you seem very comfortable back there right now well um I've caught my whole life actually I didn't really play first that much until I got I was really young when I played it and then my senior year of travel ball I played a little bit and then last year was my first full season playing first base and I actually really liked it but I my heart loves to catch so I when I'm back there it just truly feels like it feels like home to me like everybody has their you know their thing Catching is my thing. I love, I love it back there. So I'm glad I look comfortable. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you really do. And and I, I just in every facet of it, you you seem like you're in control. I get the sense that as competitive as it is between you and Lindsay, when one's not catching, the other is DPing. What's that fine line between? I mean, I know you both want to catch, right? But then in the same mm-hmm. vein, you you're both team players and you want to commit to the team and you want to win a championship. So what is that like, Kenzie, from being people that are competing for playing time, but also being teammates? Because this is iron sharpens iron, right? This is a competitive Mm -hmm. roster. Absolutely. I was actually just going to say that, you know, I think the best thing that ever happened to me and I would say, but both of us is each other. I think that she makes me way better. And I know that I make her better. And I think that obviously we are in competition, but we're both we both have the same mindset that we're going to do whatever it takes to win and win win it all. We both have that mindset for the team. So if coach wants me to go play first, I'm going to grab my glove and I'm going to go play first. If she wants me to DP, I'm going to be DP. If she wants me to catch every game, then I'm going to catch every game. So, you know, I think that we both have that mindset. If she wants Lindsay to catch every game, go for it. Like obviously it's a competition. We're going to do whatever whatever it takes to to play and to win the spot, but ultimately it comes down to what's best for the team. I think the one thing that I've learned is just how empowering Jennifer Rocha can be as a pitching coach, you know, giving, giving pitchers a lot of independence. How key is that for you then to be able to truly understand what each of your pitchers need? Because all of them are indiv- unique individuals. All seven of them seem to have different personalities, Kinsey. So how important <laughs> yeah, is it absolutely. for you to understand what they need uh, and, and kind of if it's more technical or if it's more just kind of a pick-me-up? How, how important is that for you to truly understand their needs? Um, I've actually been very blessed to have another year with G. Ward and Shannon Sale. Um, I think that my relationship with the pitchers as a first baseman 
um, was a lot different than how it is now that I'm catching a lot more. So I think it's just a lot different when I go out to the mound and visit the mound after, you know, in during the inning and after a few batters and things like that, the way that we communicate with each other is a lot different, whether I would go out and talk to Shannon or Liv or G or, you know, anybody else, it's just a lot different in their, like their mental space. Like, how am I going to get them, get their heart rate slowed down? How am I going to um, increase their heart rate in different situations or how am I going to get them to either calm down or get a little bit of the channel their anger so you know it just depends on you know their personality and the fact that we did get another year together I've gotten a lot more opportunities to learn about them and get close with them so it helps me a lot. I was thinking about how wild this stretch is and we're talking with Kinsey Hansen, Sooner softball standout catcher DP unit first base I, she'd probably play outfield if they needed her to but <laughs> you know, I, I was thinking about a trip to Iowa State we come back home play three games against Kansas then a uh, you know, with with the Baylor situation, we end up on a bus heading down to Louisiana. You come back, the emotions of of the Texas series, and then we're back on a plane heading to Atlanta, and then bus into Athens, and then finally, you know, this 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 Waco trip in the middle of everything. I lay it all out to ask this: Do you feel good about having a week off? Is this something that you, this team you think truly needs this weekend? Um, absolutely. I think that. Um... Everybody are obviously are eventually our legs are going to feel it a little bit, but I think even throughout the season, we've done a a great job of taking care of ourselves. So it could be a lot worse than it is, I would say. But I think that this weekend is a lot. It's very good for our mental rest as well, which I think is is equally as important as the physical rest. So this week we've just been watching film and we've been taking ice baths and just things like that and prepping our minds as well as our bodies for what's to come. With that in mind, what's to come? Is it important for you to watch a lot of softball this weekend or do you try to just get away? I like to watch softball like for fun. If I see it on TV, like I'll put it on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like to... Honestly, I, I find myself in the middle. Like, I don't really Same. need to stay fully away from it, but I'm not going to be checking my Twitter feed and, like, seeing what's <laughs> going on every five every five seconds, you know. But, like, I'll be watching film, like, on my laptop and, you know, just keep keeping my mind sharp, basically, to see for next weekend. I, I'm curious on that side because I, I love learning about this sport, Kinsey, because when I took over doing softball, I, I, I didn't really truly understand the travel ball side of it and kind of the nonstop offseason side of softball mm-hmm. but I guess what what has really blown me away is just the information that's there at your fingertips I mean when you step in as a freshman everyone kind of knows about Kinsey Hansen because they've been scouting her from travel ball and you know about the pitchers because you've probably gone against him and you have all this data that's available at your fingertips what I mean is it paralysis by analysis is it helpful I mean what's that like to have all this data at your fingertips that we seem to have for basically every pitch it's honestly a whole new world. If you go from travel ball where you kind of just like remember the people and how they pitch you and then you get to college and you just have it all. Right. Right. Like you said, right at your fingertips. So it's a lot different. But personally, I try not to like overload it because then I might overthink my at bats. What's major? Which is a lot. Everybody does it differently. Sure. So like I'll watch film and I'll take some notes, but I'm not going to persistently like break down every single thing because then I'm going to in the game, I don't want to be thinking about everything pinpointed. I just need to know it, see it, hit it. 
I, I don't. I, I'm keeping you long, but I want to ask two more before I get let you get out of here. You, you don't. Do you have anywhere mm-hmm. to be? Do you need to get out of here now? I don't want to make you late for no. anything. Okay, good. Okay. Um, You're good. What what keyed your commitment to the weight room this off season? Because uh, you you can see it. I can see it in the numbers. You know, I, I I rode with Dane whenever we were in El Paso quite a bit, and he was like, "You keep an eye on Kinsey this year. She's been killing it in the weight room." What really keyed that for you? Well, I we actually did like a mental health awareness video and one of my things that I love to do is lift weights and I didn't truly find um, like my strength that I could reach until this year. So, and honestly, Dane makes it fun in the weight room for me because he was a catcher um, when he played. So I talk with him a lot, like chalk talk and things like that, which is fun. But um, I just, I truly enjoy lifting weights. (laughs) So and I've seen results. So that just kind of feel also feels it when I go in there. I'm like, okay, all of the doubles that I hit last year are now turning into home runs. And I see that and I'm like, oh, I already love lifting weights. I'm going to keep doing it just to see how far, how far can I push my body to see how much success I can reach. That's awesome. Uh, and, and then, you know, you mentioned Dane. He, he makes it fun, but also you have not only him as a resource, as a former catcher, but – maybe one of the greatest catchers in Big Ten history and Sam Martyr. I mean, and I know she's got a very unique role on the team, but how has she helped you this year, Kinsey? Oh, she's been great. I'm pretty – she came – I don't exactly remember. Was it – I think it was in January. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, but she kind of – recently she started to get more involved with us. And um, JT's done a great job with us, but I think that the perspective from Sam, right. um, she can kind of pinpoint it because she's obviously t- played college softball. So when I do throwdowns and stuff or whether I'm like, a, it's like the slightest differences, she'll she'll be able to tell. And she'll come up to me at practice and then she'll be like, hey, just uh, fix this a little bit. And then the next one, I can fix it. So like it's just the small adjustments that she notices that make a world of a difference. And her perspective has been... Um, Kind of very is it's very changing for me because um, like recently I was doing throwdowns at practice. And I was like, this doesn't feel right. Like my throws were good, but something's something's not feeling good. And she pulled me aside and she was like, it just looks like you're halting a little bit with your back with your throwing arm. And then I went out the next day and we figured it out. So her perspective has definitely made a big big impact. All right, I'll, I'll let you go on this. I I love the edge that you play with. I mean, you get me pretty fired up just watching you play <laughs> with the energy that you bring. How important is that? Because I kind of this whole team seems to have a great energy, a great kind of aura to it. What can we attest that to anything? Because there's never a time when I see this team take the field and it's a drag on them. I see you guys take the field and you're ready to go. What's been the key to that? Mm-hmm. Well, um, I just think that everybody is having so much fun this year. Like. You can tell that we all love to be there at this point. Mm-hmm. Like you know, when you sometimes when you watch other teams play, it's it just kind of looks like they don't really truly love the game, you know. Mm-hmm. But when I, when we're at practice, everybody's smiling, we're all having a good time, and when we play, it's like this is this is everything we worked for. Like we're getting on the field. This is what we love to do. This is why we're here. So we, I don't know. And like you said, the the energy and the the edge that um, I bring to the table, it's everybody's got their um, their role on the team, and I feel like that, along with other girls for sure, that's one of mine is to kind of bring that fire, especially with the battery connection with the pitchers. It's kind of to bring that little energy with them. So 
I think that um, that's something that gives me a little bit of edge on the field for sure. I love it. Kenzie, this has been great. I'm sorry I kept you so long. I hope you have an awesome Friday. Enjoy enjoy your weekend off and just have a great rest of your season. (laughs) I'll see you on Tuesday in Wichita. All right. Sounds good, Chris. Thank you. See you, Kenzie. Kenzie Hansen. So, again, different weekend. No games, obviously. uh, But on Tuesday, 6 o'clock, Tuesday night in Wichita, and the next week, all three games in Stillwater, Friday night at 6, Saturday night at 6, and then on Sunday at noon. Hey, from softball to baseball, we wrap things up tonight with Diamond Sports and what a dominating performance by the OU baseball team as they roll past Oklahoma State in Stillwater by a final score of 16-2. to The Sooners were powered by the long ball tonight. Peyton Graham, Jimmy Crooks, Tyler Hardman, Brett Squires all hit bombs. The Sooners put seven on the board and rolled over the Cowboys 16-2. to Here's Toby Rowland postgame with Skip Johnson. Coach, congratulations. That was a lot of fun tonight. Yeah, it was. I appreciate it. Thank you. Tell me about Wyatt Olds night from your perspective. You know, I mean, I thought he was uh, uh, kind of effectively wild a little bit early. And then, you know, the long innings are tough on him where he has to, you know, he didn't have any place to play catch. and So he always struggled with the lead hitter in that inning. And uh, uh, I thought he was And he was really locked in on, on certain pitches. And I thought it was uh, really a, a hard-fought game for him uh, going to, taking it pitch to pitch. Well, you, you talk a lot. And we talked to Hardo about this a few minutes ago. You talk frequently about separating balls from strikes. I don't know if I've seen you guys do that better all year than you did third through fifth inning tonight. That was a clinic, Coach. Yeah, we've been working really hard on him, talking a lot about it. I think it. I think that was the biggest difference for us tonight. You know, when, after the second time through the lineup, it was uh, uh, after the first time through the lineup. It really, you could really see it start to uh, happen, and, and I thought it was really good. With, what we did was just trying to get the next guy to play, and uh, they did a great job doing it. Brett Squires is locked in for you right now. What? How big of a boost is he to this lineup now that he's healthy? Yeah, I mean, he's. Uh, uh, we, we knew he was a good player when we signed him, and uh, uh, I think that was the biggest thing is just to try to get him healthy and, and get him in there and get him enough reps that uh, he can get comfortable. And, and you, tonight you saw it. He, he had some really good at-bats tonight, especially with two strikes hit some balls really hard, and that was uh, the case. Uh, psychological boost to beat these guys like that up here tonight for your team? I mean, you know, I mean, it's a, it's a game for sure. I mean, I think it helps our confidence, no doubt about that. But, you know, we just got to keep playing baseball and, and do what we can do and, and uh, understand what the moment is telling us to do and, and try to keep our confidence. It, you know, baseball is a, a weird game. It just it tries to take your confidence every time you're out there and, you got to have uh, ways that you can maintain your confidence versus uh, letting it take it. I don't think we should change anything tomorrow, Coach. I'm going to call you at 7:45 and take a couple of bow shots on your back porch. Okay? No, I'll be shooting the bow. You got that. <laughs> Safe travels. We'll see you tomorrow, Coach. Thank you. So we move from Stillwater to Norman. First pitch for today's game is coming up at three o'clock, and then Sunday. The series finale at 4 p.m. Oklahoma will have its makeup game with Texas Tech on Tuesday of next week in Amarillo at 6. Well, that's it. That's this edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast. Thanks to Jessica Cootie for staying up late and talking to Creed Humphrey. Thanks to Lincoln Riley. Thanks to Kenzie Hansen. Thanks to Coach 
and Toby. We'll be back on Monday with a complete recap of the spring game and also the NFL draft right here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Until then, have a great weekend and Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Riverwind, home to a luxury hotel, fine dining, and never-ending rewards. Riverwind is still the one. And Allstate, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review however you listen. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Sooner Sports Network. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California. Subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois.